0: rolling for our final road to paris episode of the year and when we started doing this austin wasn't actually a person and now he's a live audience able to just sit up on his own and (laughs) and stare me down (laughs) Uh, first off merry christmas to everyone um i hope you guys had a great christmas hope those of you traveling traveled safe Hope you had some good time with family, and I hope that the Christmas celebrations can continue all the way through New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, Early Happy New Year as well. Um, We're going to be in Maryland for the New Year, and this will also be... uh, So actually, I want to have a a complaint about Producer One. I was looking for my Marilyn Terrapins Christmas uh, Santa hat, and she had given it to Goodwill because I hadn't worn it in two years, so... I applaud her for the effort, but tough time not to have a sand hat. So I settle for my, uh, my Waiakea hat on this one. Now, this is the last Road to Paris of the year, and this will be the last Road to Paris until the Beach Pro Tour season starts up again. The first week of March, that will be the Doha Elite 16. So we will be three months without a Road to Paris, unless you guys want to do sort of a, a fan question, refresher, Maybe to begin the 2024 season, we can tinker with that. I'll I'll probably be bored at some point and just want to talk about Olympic beach volleyball because it's one of my favorite things in the world to talk about. So this is our final road to Paris. So I want to give a quick refresher. So the Paris Olympic Games will be featuring 24 teams. 17 will qualify via points. One will qualify via the World Championships. That is Kelly Chang and Sarah Hughes and Andre Parasich and David Schweiner. One will qualify via the French wildcard. They have not officially been announced yet. I don't know how exactly they're going to do it. Japan did an Olympic trial tournament. They might just pick it. I'm not totally sure. Then you will have the Continental Cup winners. The Continental Cups happen after the June 9th deadline of the Olympic qualification points. So the Ostrava Elite 16 which ends on June 9th, that is the last tournament of the year and then the Continental Cups will happen. And the Continental Cups they all go in different formats so it's it's a one-off tournament for the Norseka Continental Cup, each federation sends just one team. Europe is different, you send two teams. And I'll, I'll go over that in a little bit more detail. But at the end of the day, each continent will th- then get one team. So the Continental Cup will send teams from Europe, Asia, North America, South America, and Africa. And so those are your, how the, the 24 teams will qualify. The road to Paris, we're essentially just breaking down the teams via points. So after the first year of Olympic qualification, throughout the year, I've, I've sort of been sharpieing in teams. And now we actually have... Sharpie. So I'm just going to start off by going over which teams to me have Sharpied themselves in. So Anders and Christian... Sharpie, they're number one in the Olympic ranks. They have 9,460 points in just nine events. It's kind of insane. So they have three, you, you get 12 finishes as a reminder. And then after that, you, you just take your worst finish and that gets thrown out when you have a better finish. So it's your 12 best finishes throughout the Olympic qualification cycle. Anderson Christian, Sharpie. David Amon, Jonathan Helvig, Sharpie. They have 8,920 points in just eight events. They're way in. Sam Kotafava. And Paolo Nicolai, they'll be Italy 1 on the Sharpie board. They have 8,440 points. They have hit the requisite 12 events, so they're no longer just adding. Every additional good finish will now replace a bad one. Andre Loyola and George Wanderley. There's a little bit of doubt. They had sort of a slump charged on at the end of the year. They have 8,340 points in 12 events. They are Sharpied. Nils Ellers and Clemens Vickler. Sharpie, 8,200 points in 11 events. They will have one more finish that they can just bump into the top. And again, I I set the tentative cut line at 7,000 points. I think for the men, it will actually end up being a little bit higher, and the women's will be a little bit lower for reasons I'll explain. The next Sharpie team, my boys, Andy Benish, Miles Partain, Sharpie. 7,620 points in nine events, including a bronze medal at the Norsica Continental Championships. Producer one, can you close the sliding door? Thank you. Sorry if you guys had to deal with a leaf blower. Uh, we have leaf blowers in California in the winter, not snow blowers as we do in Maryland. Uh, so Andy Benish and Miles Partain one, I always like to wear a shirt that has a lot to do with the uh, topic of what I'm talking about. This shirt was made by Deanna Craft after Andy and Miles won gold in Stad, and it is just so epic with Miles Partain going double champagne to the face. Phenomenal. If you want a, a T-shirt, hit up Deanna Craft. She's fantastic. So they are sharpied, and then the only team that's actually sharpied in is the Czech Republic because they won the world championship. So they get sort of a a circle. So with those teams sharpied in, there are 11 spots remaining to me via points. Again, these, these aren't official, all right? But I think just doing the math, the quality of the teams, those teams have no problem getting in. There are 11 spots remaining to be battled for. Now, the contenders for those spots, again, to me, one of those spots will go to Brazil. And that competition is between Evandro and Arthur. They're sitting on 7,800 points, which is 650 per event. They're the leader getting chased by Hinato Lima and Vitor Philippe, the silver medalists of the 2022 World Championships. They've struggled quite a bit. They only have 6,440 points. They've also hit their 12 events. They are 120 points per event behind Evandro and Arthur and haven't really shown a ton of signs of life either to make up that ground. So I think Evandro and Arthur are the heavy favorites being chased, however, by Pedro Salgado and Guto Carvajas. They have 5,740 points, but they've only played 9 events. So their point per event average is just 13 behind Evandro and Arthur and they have displayed a very high ceiling. So they they can make up that ground. You medal in an Elite 16... Take home a couple medals and challengers, and they're right there. So that to me is one of the most intriguing races left on the men's side: is that Brazilian men's race, and it's mostly between Evandro and Arthur and Pedro and Guto, because you only there will be four elite sixteens, and I believe it's I, I believe it's five challenges. So you have nine events left in the Olympic qualification period. So it's not a ton of time to make up a lot of ground, but especially because the Elite 16s are the biggest bang for your buck in terms of making up points, and you only have four shots at it in a three-month period. And so if you're not playing well in those three months, you're just not going to qualify. So Evandro and Arthur, I think, are sitting in a good position where they're getting chased in a a very short time frame. So Pedro and Guto can do it, but I'm going to favor Evandro and Arthur for that second Brazilian spot. Alex Brouwer, Robbie Mewsson. I think that they are one more top 10 finish in Elite 16 from being sharpied in. They have 7,560 points in 11 events. And if they weren't in such a strong federation, I'd have them sharpied in already. But they're also being chased by Stefan Bormans in York Groot and Matthew Immers and Steven Vandeveld. Similar to Brazil, Immers and Vandeveld sit on paper ahead of Bormans and De Groot since Bormans got hurt, had to sit at a lot of events. They only have seven finishes. And so they need five decent finishes to sharpie themselves into the Olympic race. But with just nine tournaments, you have a couple off tournaments, then your entry points drop, you're not in the main draw anymore. Things can get out of hand pretty quick. Now, I'm still heavily, heavily favoring Bormans into group because I would also put them as almost a medal favorite in the Paris Olympic Games. But that second Dutch spot, it, there are two spots available – for that Dutch Federation, they will get two. It's just a matter of which teams I would have. Uh, I would favor significantly brouwer and Bormans into group, and I'll get into their points. Well, I'll just get to it now. So Bormans, ha- Bormans into Groot are at five thousand four hundred forty points in seven events. That's a lot of points per event. Then Immers and Vandeveld, they're sitting on 6,480 points in 12 events. So, for reference's sake, if Borman's and de Groot just win a bronze medal in Elite 16, they will already be matching Immers and Vandeveld in total points with four more finishes just to keep adding on. So Immers and Vandeveld have a very tall order to fend off Borman's and de Groot and Brouwer mussen And so I actually look at the second spot for the Dutch, more between Brouwer mussen and Immers and Vandeveld. So two of those 11 spots will go to. One will go to Brazil. Two will go to the Netherlands. Adrian Gavira, Pablo Herrera, Thomas Hodges, Zach Schubert, Julian Horrell, Alex Horst, Adrian Carambola, Alex Rangieri, all in a very similar position where all they really need is just one more solid finish. Gavira, Herrera, they have 7,500 points. If you get one more good one, I don't think they'll have a problem. Hodges, Schubert, the Aussies, love them. They're at 7,260 sixty. In 12 events, I think just one more solid finish will give them that push that they need to be comfortable. Julian Horrell, Alex Horst, they're at 7,060 points in 12. I think they probably need one or two more decent ones to be comfortable. Adrian Carambula, Alex Rangieri, they're at 6,920 points in 10 events. And I think if, if you just get two non-tragic finishes, they're going to lock up that second Italian spot because Enrico Rossi and Daniele Lupo are so far down and, as I mentioned before, not a lot of time to make up that ground. So I think all those teams are safe so long as you just stay healthy and you don't barbecue out of every tournament. And even if Herrera, Guevara, and Hodges, Schubert, even if they do barbecue, and same goes for Adrian Alex, they, they still will most likely be fine. So... Of the 11 spots remaining, one will go to Brazil, two to the Netherlands, one to Spain, one to Australia, one to Austria, one more to Italy, which leaves us with four spots remaining that are in legitimate contention. Michael Bro Bartos woshiak the only reason that they're not sharpened in is because, like Bormans and De Groot, they only played a select number of events. They're sitting on eight events and 6,480 points. All they need to do is break pool in a handful of tournaments, and they're going to be in. I think that they will have a spot. And then you have Sharif Samba and Ahmed Tijan, again, only played nine events. They have 6,440 points. You just need three okay finishes. They'll have no problem, which really leaves it down to two spots remaining. I think this year will basically be a competition for spots 16 and 17 in the Olympic rankings. The, set, the first of those spots will go to the second USA team most likely. So that spot, that's easily, and I know I'm biased because I'm American. I'm, I'm friends with a lot of these guys. That's the most interesting race to me because you got Theo Bruner, Trevor Crabb, and all these teams have 12 finishes. So no one's just adding. You're replacing a bad finish. So the amount that you can gain per tournament is relatively limited. Theo and Trevor... Sitting at 6,920 points. They have a 500 point lead roughly over Chase Buttinger and Miles Evans, and about a 900 point lead over Triborn and Came Shock. Theo and Trav averaging 576.6 per event. Miles and Chase 540. Try and came 506.6. To me, the race will be decided on those four Elite 16s. None of them will be starting in the main draw. They will all be starting in the qualifiers of Elite 16s, and it's whoever can perform in the Elite 16s. That's who's getting that second spot. Theo and Trev, they don't have enough points where they can just sit comfortably on that 69.20. They still need to perform. Chase and Miles have room to make up, but they've shown a very high ceiling. They won more medals than any other team. They tied with Andy and Miles for with three medals, On the beach pro tour this season theo and trev won just two try and came podiumless but they had the most top fives of any american team on the beach pro tour so they just they've been very riding that mediocrity train haven't been able to break into the next level and get medals but what now right now what they need is a medal if they were to win a bronze medal in an elite 16 they would be virtually tied with trev and theo they'd still be a little bit behind So that's how close this race is because all these teams have a couple bad finishes that they can drop. So if they replace that with a medal at Elite 16, you make a huge, huge jump. So that race is fascinating, which leaves us which with one spot among what I would call the dark horses. And among those dark horses, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, there are about seven teams still with a realistic shot at qualifying via points. You have the Grimalt cousins who are sitting on sixty-four forty points. Moritz Pristals, Robin Seidel of Austria. I still think they can qualify. They've won two gold medals. They're at sixty-one sixty. Piotr Kantor and Jakub Zybek, the new Polish team. They're at fifty-five twenty. They're only at eleven finishes, so their next finish is totally just added on to the ledger, so they can make a very big jump. Paul Burnett, Chris McHugh of Australia, fifty-four sixty, also in 12 events. Hendrik Moll, Matthias Bernstein of Norway, 50-90 in 11 events. So they are adding a finish, not replacing one, so they can make a big boost. Sam Schachter and Dan Deering coming off a huge silver medal at the Continental Championships, which is the equivalent of a challenge. So they picked up 760 points at the Dominican Republic, swept Andy and Miles in the semifinals. So that is a huge finish for them bumping them up to 54.80 in 12 events. And then you have way down the line, but who can do it if they perform well in the Elite 16s, are the Ukrainians, the Cinderella. Sergei Popov, one of the most underrated players in the world, best arm swing in the business, and Edward Resnick. They're at 4,100 points in eight events, averaging 5.12 per event, which is just below Pristals and Seidel, who are second in that group of dark horses. So... It's really, this next year, to me, if everyone stays healthy, is a competition for two spots, points-wise. Those who don't qualify for points will then get dumped into the Continental Cup system, and from there, it's just a crapshoot. Whoever can get hot on any given weekend. So that is what the men's side looks like. The Brazilian men's race, fascinating. Dutch men's race, very fascinating. USA men's race, it should go without saying. Very fascinating. Very fascinating. As for the women, let's get our whiteboard cleaned off. So the, the women's side, we've got some really fun news for y'all, and that is that Sandcast and Volleyball TV, or VBTV, whatever you want to call it, we are now partnered up. So the Road to Paris series that I record after every... Olympic qualifying event or every other, that's now going to start featuring video highlights. Instead of just the still pictures, we're going to have actual video highlights. So it's going to be more like an actual volleyball highlight show. So instead of just still pictures, you're actually going to get to see what's going on on the field of action. And in return, we're going to start promoting volleyball TV and you get 20% off your volleyball TV subscription when you use the code SANDCAST20. Now this is case sensitive. So SANDCAST is all caps 20 and that's the numeral 20. So it's SANDCAST, all caps, 20, and you will get 20% off your VBTV subscription. Now, a lot of you guys who are listening to the show, you're beach volleyball super fans, and I absolutely love that. I love you. I love you for listening. I love you for subscribing to VBTV and watching. So if you already have your subscription, when it comes time to renew, you can use that code, or you you could honestly cancel and then renew with your 20% off if you wanted to. So again, SANDCAST20, all caps at Volleyball TV, that'll get you 20% off. So I'm stoked to be partnering with VB TV. It's just been such a sweet thing to have for the sport, to have like all the volleyball you could watch in one spot, or at least all the international volleyball you could watch in one spot. That's indoor, it's Italian league, it's even the Big Ten indoor. You get all of that 20% off with our code. So go and watch your beach volleyball today at Volleyball TV. Are you guys ready for the absolute best advertising copy of any podcast you'll ever hear? Here we go, because fresh ball fall is upon us, and you need to be in the festive spirit. So light a candle, get some pumpkin spice, and make sure your balls look nice with the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. Now, nature may clear the leaves of their trees, but you'll need Manscaped's help to get you ready for that sweater weather. So get your pants puppies prepared for cuffing season with a trim as refreshing as a fall breeze. By going to manscape.com and using code Sandcast for twenty percent off plus free shipping. Now, listen, it's a high risk affair when you're doing some trimming. All right, when you're going below the waist, and you know what, you just need manscaped. It's going to help you with your confidence. Trust me, it's going to help. Now it's time for nice flannels and cozy socks, but we can't forget to trim our balls. By now, you've heard of them. But it's time to join the 9 million, that's right, 9 million men worldwide using Manscaped and get the kit that covers it all the Performance Package 4.0. It starts with a lawnmower 4.0 trimmer with advanced skin safe technology, thank goodness, that reduces nicks and cuts to make raking the leaves a lot less painful. Plus, the lawnmower is a technical masterpiece. It has a 7,000 RPM motor, a multi function on off switch that can engage a travel lock and a built-in 4,000K LED spotlight to help you see parts of your body you haven't looked at in years. Now, once you've cleared the driveway, the Performance Package comes in hot with products to cool you down, the Crop Preserver, ball deodorant, and Crop Reviver, ball spray toner, one to prevent stink and one to clear it up. With a soothing aloe vera formula, move over pumpkin spice, fresh balls are the smell of the season. The Performance Package 4.0 caps it off with two free gifts. That's right, you get two free gifts. The Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. That's one to hold your Manscaped goodies and one to hold your man goodies. So bring in the fall right and get 20% off and free shipping with the code SANDCAST at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with the free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code SANDCAST. As the leaves fall, make sure you have it all with Manscaped. It will be a lot different. Now, I mentioned that 7,000 was my projected cut line for the men. I think that will actually be lower for the women because of how strong Brazil, the Brazilian federation is. They have four teams, maybe even five actually, in the top 24. And then the United States has three teams currently. And if Therese Cannon and Megan Kraft continue to play the way that they are, we could also have four teams in that top 17 which will then just continue to move those trickle down bids. So, the All Sharpie team for the women, Duda and Anna Patricia voted the team of the year. They have 11,060 points in 10 events. That is obscene. It's crazy that they have that many points. And so, they are way in. Kristen Nuss, Taryn Cloth, TKN. 10,260 points in 11 events, no problem. Barbara Carroll, going to take that second very, very competitive Brazilian spot there, 9,600 in 12 events. Kelly Chang, Sarah Hughes, they will take the world championship bid. And again, technically the United States has the choice of what team to send. If they choose to send anyone, Besides Kelly and Sarah, they will be riots, and I will help them riot. And so that won't happen, or it shouldn't, it shouldn't happen, but a 0.01% chance that it does. Then you have Rice Skoon and Katja Stam of the Netherlands. They're at 82, 40, and 11 events. They're still adding one more. They'll end up around probably 10,000 for the quad. Mel, Melissa humana Predes and Brandy Wilkerson. They're at 7760 in just 9 events. So they are adding and adding and adding again. Sha Chen Shu of China 7740 in 11 events. Tina Gradina and Anastasia Samoilova had a rocky start to the year. They finished 4th in the Tokyo Olympics. Everyone had a lot of high expectations on them. Slow start, ended up winning a gold medal at the end of the year in Valley. their first gold medal. As a team on the Beach Pro Tour. And so they are now sitting on 7680 in 12 events. They're sharpied. Valentina Gattardi took home a number of awards uh, voted on by the players. And Marta Menegatti, the veteran, 7440 in 11 events. Sharpied. Savannah Mueller and Sinja Tillman of Germany, they're at 6900 in 10 events. I have no doubt about any of these teams. That's why they are sharpied into the Olympic Games by me. So that now leaves eight spots left for the contenders. Now, a team that's virtually sharpied in that you might be surprised that I left off is Australia's Maria Faye Tacho and Taliqua Clancy. It's because they've only played eight events and you just, with only nine to go, you don't have a lot of time to just sort of goof off. And If you have a couple bad tournaments or maybe you, you get hurt, uh, heaven forbid, then you can't finish your 12 events. That's the only reason that they're not on there. As a Sharpie team, they're at 6780, and they basically just need to show up for four events. It, you can show up, barbecue, and Australia's going to be in. So Australia is almost assuredly in. And same goes for Switzerland's Nina Brunner and Tanya Huberly. They only played eight events. They're at 6340. They had to forfeit out of the Beach Pro Tour finals after just a set, so I hope that they are able to recover. At least there's a, a three- to four-month recovery window for them to come back and be fresh. They're a medal contender for sure in the Paris Olympics. They just need to show up and stay healthy for those four events. They will be in, which leaves us essentially with six spots remaining. The most interesting race by far on the women's side is the Battle of the Verge de Dupres. So Zoe Verger Dupres and Esme Bobner, they just played everything this year, and they were phenomenal. They are now sitting at 6760 points. Big Sis, Anouk and Joanna Mater, the bronze medalists of the Tokyo Olympics, they're at 67-40. There's just a 20-point gap between those two. Now, odds makers would certainly favor Anouk and Joanna as the veterans. They have a lot more experience. But the team that Esme and Zoe remind me a lot of is Kelly Chang and Sarah Sponsall. These young bucks hadn't really made that breakthrough until very late in the Tokyo quad when they went back to back in Sochi and Ostrava to punch their ticket out qualifying. Carrie Walsh Jennings, the greatest player of all time. That's sort of what Zoe and Esme remind me of this young spunky team who were, they've been close and close and close and I'm waiting for them to make that big elite 16 breakthrough. So that race is wide open. Now the young Spaniards, Daniela Alvarez and Tanya Moreno, they're at 6,600 in 12 finishes. I think if they are to put together two to three top 10 finishes, they're going to be in. Then you have the, the French. This is a huge one, is Lazana Placet and Alexia Richard. So again, France has a wild card. However, they would be fired up if they can get Lazana and Alexia in on points, which then opens up. Their ability to wildcard a second team in, I would assume that would go to Alien Shamro and Clemens Vieira. I don't know for sure. Again, I don't know how they're going to pick it. If they were to choose a team right now, it should, points-wise, if they're based on a meritocracy, it would go to Shamro and Vieira, who is their number two team. So France, is going they should just be pouring resources into Lazana and Alexia. Very high ceiling, and they're playing. They're just this scrappy team. I think they'll make it. They're at 65-60 with 12 finishes, so similar to the Young Spaniards, They probably need two to three decent finishes, not great, good, not great finishes, and they will be into the Paris Olympic Games without the necessity of a wild card. One of my favorite sort of wild card teams, Monica Polikane and Ayn Polite of Lithuania. They're sitting on 6,100 in 12 events. I think just like the other two teams, they need two to three good, not great finishes, and they'll be in. And then you have the late newcomers making a charge with a silver medal at the Continental Championships that Sarah Pavin, the veteran, and Molly McBain. they have been. Their growth has been remarkable. They've flown up the rankings since they've partnered up. They're now sitting on 5,700 points in 11 events. So if they can just fill that last finish with something decent, they will be in great shape. I think that they will qualify. Now... That leaves, if all those teams that I just mentioned do qualify as I expect them to, that leaves one spot for the Dark Horses. I have the Dark Horses as the Finnish, Nina Atianen and Teru Lati. They're at 57-60 in 12 events. Then you have two German teams who are coming on very strong. Luisa Lippmann and Lara Ludwig, I have a firm rule. You don't bet against GOATs. Lara Ludwig is one of the GOATs, but they are pretty far down. They're at 4980 in nine events. So they still are adding three finishes. So they can make a big jump in a hurry. Their second German team, Carla Borger and Julia Sood, who I did predict to qualify. I don't know if they're going or sorry, Carla Borger and Sandra Itlinger. Apologies for that. Yeah, so I, I, do, I predicted them to qualify. I'm a little bit more hesitant about them because I think Ludwig and Lipman have the highest ceiling of the bunch, but they're at 56 20 in 12 events. Then you have the Poles, Jagoda Grishinska and Ola Vakovic. they're at 56 20 as well. The Klinga Sisters, Dory and Rania, 5500 points in 12 events. Then you have the Czechs, Barbara Hermanova and Marie Sara Stoklova, 52 20 in 12 events and then at the bottom similar to ukraine in that they haven't played a ton of events but they have displayed a very high level of volleyball is sophie bukovich and heather bansley they have 2320 points in just five events and i think they do have the potential to do it but they need seven finishes and again there's just nine events there's more if you include futures but if you're depending on futures you're in rough shape and I don't think you can use more than two futures on your resume in order to qualify. So I think that Sophie and Heather, if they are able to meddle in multiple Elite 16s, they can do it. It is a tall order. I do believe they have the talent to do it, but we'll see. And that's the beauty of this, is that the men's side, after all this time, I think has been whittled down to essentially two spots. The women's side's a, a little bit more open, but I think that the dark horses are really going for just that one spot, that 17 spot, and then we'll get into the Continental Cups, we'll get into the wild cards from there. So, sorry, that was a bit, a, bit of a mathematical uh, road to Paris today, so apologies for uh, it being a bit robotic, but I just wanted to give you guys a, a lay for the land with the point systems. Uh, ask me any questions you want in the comments. I'm always happy to answer them because this is a really confusing process, <laughs> especially when you got the Olympics is your best 12. You got the entry points is your best three out of four. Then you got the World Tour or Beach Pro Tour finals is your best eight. It, all the points is the world the world rankings is totally different. So you have four different ranking systems going on right now, It's it's awfully confusing. So happy to try to clear all that up as best as I can. And again, next road to Paris will be in March following the Doha Elite 16. And then we're charging out to qualifiers in Brazil, Brazil, Mexico, Elite 16 back in Tepec, And it is just nonstop through that Ostrava Elite 16, which will end the Olympic qualifying process, but not the road to Paris. We're going to keep these going all throughout the Olympic Games. So thank you guys so much for watching all the road to Paris's this year. It's been super fun starting this up. People seem to like it. I love doing it. Um, and I'm hoping that it gets more traction because as the Olympics get closer, more people get interested, and hopefully they find their way here. So, again, appreciate you guys. Hit up Deanna for one of these epic T-shirts. Hope you have a great Christmas. Have a great New Year. Stay safe. Shoots.